0: After Canada's 4-1 victory over Panama, live from BMO Field, this is Footy Prime the Podcast with Brendan Dunlop and James Sharman. Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by DAZN. Get your free trial at DAZN.com. DAZN, game changed. From the entire Footy Prime crew to Team Canada and the rest of the country, let's get this party started.
1: The Olays rang around BMO Field on this Wednesday night. It got me thinking, such nights deserve hyperbole, Brendan. But then I thought to myself, well, I've never really experienced a night like this. Supporting my my team, my country, in a tournament where we thought they would be competitive, not at times dominant. And I took a breath and I think, man, this team can
0: be dominant against very good teams. What an incredible night. To hell with it. Hyperbole. Have fun. I went to a high school where a teacher told me that the word was hyperbowl. <laughs> really? True story. Is that, in, was that in Windsor? Entire freshman year of, of high school. I called it Hyperbowl. In Windsor. Yeah. I Windsor. think she went to Wayne State University. It must have been a Michigan thing. <laughs> hyperbowl. Isn't that some kind of a American football? It does final? seem like it. It does seem like <laughs> that that's the that's what they think the Champions League final is. Is that the hyperbole? You guys all get all up, up in each other's faces at the hyperbowl? Magic isn't supposed to be explainable, Charms. No, it's and that's not. That's what you witnessed tonight. We saw Magic.
1: We saw Magic a great first half where, where Canada should have been given, I think, two penalties. Yeah. Um, so there were some nervy comments and conversations at halftime. And then second half kicks off and it's a lot more even, I thought. You know, Panama played better, retained more of the ball. And then Fonzie did that, which we're going to be seeing forever. I hope so. One of the great moments, not just in, in Canadian soccer history, but in Canadian sports history. That could be, that could be the, the moment that this country takes notice of this team on their way to a World Cup
0: and then another World Cup. And who knows beyond that? That's the soccer moment that becomes the NFT of the century. That should transcend everything, right? Although the big highlight clips, you've heard about that with the NBA clips that go for millions. That's the soccer one that should go, the, the first one. You said it to me that, you know, for Canada, he hasn't really had a Bayern Munich moment like that. I think that's on par with what he did against Chelsea and Barcelona. Oh, well, what do you think? I would I, put I that
1: highlight on the podium. I mean, you're right. When you say he hasn't had that moment yet, and he hasn't, but he's been great for Canada. Yes, yes. He he's been the best player in most games by a mile. He's done nothing wrong, but it's that that moment you can hang your hat on, that moment we can say, remember when Fonzie did that now we have it. And I mean, my God, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen in my years of watching sport, a demonstration of such raw speed. Mm. It was incredible. And, and maybe the ball crossed the line. I don't know. Don't really care. There's no VAR, right? We, we could have had two penalties in this game var get with about. VAR. So who cares? It's a bit like the, did the ball cross the line in 1966 final, right? <laughs> you know, who cares? They won the damn thing. But uh, it was just that, that raw, blazing speed. And yeah, sure, the defender made a complete botch of it. But he didn't expect Fonzie to be there so
0: quickly because, what, he had a 40-yard jump on him. <laughs> it, it was incredible. As soon as we saw him turn on the jets, you said, he's going to get to that ball. And honestly, there was a 40-yard edge that the defender had. And he felt Fonzie coming and thought, it's going to roll out before you get to it. And somehow, the defender ended up in front of the ball and across the the touchline, I've I've never seen anything like that. I'm just glad that he had the gas to finish the play, the composure because right as well. How many times have we seen you know a player in that situation? Uh, well, we haven't seen that exact situation, but dash to a ball, cut inside, get around one defender, and then sky it or mishit it with the with the wrong foot. I mean, that was that was spectacular from one of the best players in the world right now, and we'd have been screaming.
1: Why didn't you pass it to David? Yeah. I think it was David there, wasn't it? I'm, I'm assuming it was. And I'm so caught up in the actual goal itself, I forget yeah. who was wide open and would have scored the goal. I, it's probably John David. Regardless, he didn't. He scored the goal. And it's one of the great goals. That It's probably the greatest goal has ever scored. Maybe Again, it's a night of hyperbole, right? Yeah. So we're going way above here. Hyperbole, sorry. It's a night of hyperbole. <laughs> and we're going to enjoy this. Everyone here is enjoying it. Um, and maybe in a couple of days' time, we'll take a bit of a breath and go, okay, calm down. It was a three big points, and it was a really nice goal with great demonstration of speed, but it wasn't a great... No, right now, it's the greatest fucking goal I've seen. Canada score. Ever. Now, I missed the 86 qualification. I remember 2000 Gold Cup, which we shouldn't... I feel that during this qualifying campaign, the, the 2000 team's almost getting more of a backseat, okay. and, and we're not appreciating them as much. And I understand winning the Gold Cup isn't the same as qualifying for a World Cup. But it was still an incredible occasion and moment of Canadian football. That was okay. a really good team. Who defied all the odds and surprised us every single match. I think maybe the difference being we're not being surprised by this team. We kind of thought this could happen.
0: Yeah, th- I think that's fair. That and the fact that we don't have members of that 2000 team to talk about the Gold Cup enough. I mean, <laughs> that would that would probably help keep it in the lexicon, it would help. I think. Yep, yep. But to your point about this team not necessarily surprising us, they're, they're kind of playing to a level that we as Canadian fans and followers feel that they can play to we just haven't seen it yet and that's the magical thing about it you know i with the, with panama beating the united states in their last time out canada coming up flat with you know loads of excuses from from all parts was it the poor pitch in jamaica was it the players that were missing because of yellow cards whatever it was it just it felt very typically canadian of canada team's past this second half was more representative of this canadian team right now which is the team that we we thought was there in the in the the last round but they were testing themselves against suriname and, and Haiti and not actual comparables. Now against the best of the best in CONCACAF, look at the table. After six rounds here, they're amongst the best of the best. You're right.
1: You're right. They showed that dynamic element to the game, which we knew was there with the forwards. Mm -hmm. And we hadn't seen it so far in this round of qualifying. And obviously they played pretty well at times, but to see them put together and score four goals, when we questioned the finishing, I think part of that was, you know, they they missed out Fonzie in the last uh, last game with the last window, Tajum is missing the last game. David's been kind of spluttering a little bit, not quite on his top form. Spluttering, been out. great word. Spluttering. Spluttering. You can't say it without spluttering. That's why it's so good. It's yeah. an art form in itself. Um, we are
0: COVID safe, by the way. Uh, social distancing. We're we not yeah. speaking on the same nope. microphone, and there's more than six feet in between <laughs> us.
1: Yeah, yeah, but we are double vexed, Aggregionately, I suppose. Anyway, that's a topic for the podcast. As today. it They've all,
0: 26,266 in the ground. By well, the man. way,
1: if you were stuck outside today for the first, what, 45 minutes to an hour? Yeah, Jesus. I'm so sorry. I hope you got back in. I hope you did get in and it was worth it in the end. Because yes. just watching the last 20 minutes was worthwhile, I think. But I don't. Know, someone's got to answer and find a better way to get these people into this game, having to check the, these vax certifications, because that was a complete cockfuck
0: of a situation. It was supposed to be a a really special night and it was, in the end, a very special night. I think anyone who was in the ground would tell you they were very happy to be in the ground to see Fonzie's goal, to see Tejan's goal and to see Jonathan David uh, stop sputtering? Spluttering. Oh, spluttering. Sputtering Sputtering works too. Right. Sputtering is more, I think, a car sputters
1: as it tries to start up no car. Whereas, I will
0: splutter with (laughs) hyperbole trying to get the right words out. Okay, so both words would be how I would describe continental Portuguese versus Brazilian Portuguese. Like <laughs> Brazilian Portuguese, they sound like they're dancing, right? But mm. continental Portuguese, where I'm from, it's a lot of ish, b-ish, b-ish, stop, start. Like Is that a bit like how, how
1: Parisian French would comment on French Canadians?
0: I believe the Parisians believe that French Canadians talk like they're from the 1600s, so okay. it's a little different. But and also, and it does come from there. a different part of the nose. My wife and I have this conversation a lot. More she nasal? speaks Parisian French, and it's not nasal. And yeah, but but what doesn't your wife do? A, it's pretty ridiculous. She bakes. She also she she knits scarves. Makes pasta. Yeah. Now I feel like I have to get you a knitted scarf for Christmas. <laughs> I don't know why I insinuated that. Um knit scarves. But what the hell we're talking about? about sputtering. A, Jonathan sputtering, David. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. The the yeah. fans being in the ground. That's right, and, there we go. And, yeah. and having perhaps had a horrendous experience coming into a full stadium as MLSC has just made full grounds available. The Raptors and Leafs will all be full arena, and this was a full stadium, I believe, for the first time at this ground, unless the Argos have done that already. I, I think, think this, they they never have a full was, stadium at this ground. This was the Ever. first time for a pitch, uh, for for, for a, a match, and I think that the you know the Canadian supporters that were outside probably felt like, wow, this this hasn't changed. This is the Canada soccer of old. The, were the lines you know painted correctly on <laughs> yeah. the field, and all all of that wonder and. And worry, and, and uh, to see the team deliver at a level so much above uh, the rest of the hijinks that you may have expected or experienced in years past. I'm really glad that they were able to walk away, having witnessed one of the best games played at this now national stadium.
1: Yeah what what time wh- what time was Fonsi's goal? Just for a second, here. I mean, look here. Come in right. the second half. No, it's goal in the first half.
0: Oh, it, no, they were outside for this goal. No, in the it's first goal.
1: Half. Go, no, no, it's goal in the second half, and he scored one goal.
0: The goal in the first half was not Fonzie. No. Correct. Right. So Fonzie's goal. Fonzie's goal was at what point in the second half? It was yeah. after the hour mark. Uh, let me look at my
1: trusty life score. Uh, oh, okay. So 66. Is that what it says so? nice. Yeah. All right. So let's say you're stuck outside, right? And you're furious and you're getting a bit chilly. I don't think got... you're
0: still outside in the 66th minute of match play. Bear with me. Okay.
1: Bear with me. So you're outside for 65 minutes. You're stuck out that you can't get in for whatever reason. There's one gate, you know. And there's this really slow vax checker guy there, and you, you're furious. You thought about going off to the Opera bobs for a pint instead. You know, you, you're just really angry. Angry, of course. <laughs> you're you have to watch, uh, but you're furious. You're angry, and you just come into the stadium. You finally get to your seat. You sit down, and you see funds. You score that goal. Or right. is all your anger? gone at that point are you now delirious and happy and everything's wonderful with the world and you've forgiven be it BMO field or CSA whoever's in charge of that you've forgiven them everything's good and right with the world
0: I think if you wrote it out and you made it through the vax check for the 65th minute and you sat down to see that I think it makes up for it I think that that second half performance the final half an hour made up for it it's even worse it's even worth probably getting vaxxed for I think there, yeah, I think there are a few uh, purple waivers that might have been swayed by that. The, if the genetic fans. engineering,
1: or, or maybe it did in Five years
0: time, but yeah. it was worth it to see that goal. <laughs> <laughs> if you if yeah. you got the double vax just for that, it's worthwhile. That's you know the, the go- governments and health bodies have been trying to find <laughs> new ways to get the, the people that are hesitant. This is it. Show them that highlight real goal, <laughs> and say if you had two shots, you could have seen this. Is there anything Fonzie can't do? He can now increase the... the, the Inoculation backs. rates. Yeah. He can do everything.
1: He can power a country to a World Cup, and he can get you from 82% to 93% in a week just by scoring an amazing goal. Holy... My. Anyway, we saw him just now. Literally, we're taping, what, half an hour after the game ended, thereabouts? Um, he came back out onto the field. We saw this. Back out onto the field to take selfies yeah. with the fans. There's no more important sporting figure in this country than Alfonso Davies, and what he can do for this country as a footballing nation, it knows no bounds. It's hyperbole Wednesday, you know. I don't care. if People think that's what I'm saying. It's hyperbole <laughs> Wednesday.
0: That he can change everything. Uh, if if Mrs. Pastorius could hear us now, using her term for hyperbole, hyperbole. <laughs> now, you know, 20 years removed from my freshman year in, in high school. The point you just said about him being the most influential sportsman in Canadian Influential is a bit I say important, but influential is a much better word. Yeah. I think from a soccer community, there's been quite a few players that we would have hoped would have been in that conversation. That, that Ballon d'Or conversation of important Canadian athletes. D. Rowe, Craig Forrest at one point would have been in there. Atiba, maybe even before that, some players from the '86 team. But you would have really been in the niche and, and really into soccer, like pushing that soccer agenda. I think to to you know have a real weight in that argument. Now I think that that's I think that that's true. I, I truly think of you know where, where soccer is growing in towards twenty twenty six. Everyone knew that the game would get bigger between it being awarded in twenty eighteen and now, and everyone hoped that Canadian men's soccer at least would continue on the trajectory it had been in elevating its game. It's exceeded all those expectations, and they have still halfway to go before qualifying for q- Qatar world cup before hosting in 2026 that's remarkable think about the day that you were in russia mm-hmm. when it was awarded Young Alfonso was to be, comes up the stage to talk yeah and speaks so eloquently it was incredible 17 year old 18 year old vancouver whitecaps canadian refugee canadian national team future star alfonso davies now he's one of the best players in the world and un-
1: undeniable you can't even say are oh, you just being biased yeah. that's just hyper- hyperbole he's one of the best players in world football yes he, and he's even better person off the field. you know. It's just what he can do. And he is the poster boy, poster person of Canadian soccer. And I don't know how you can ignore him anymore. If you really hate soccer, you can't hate Alfonso Davies. You just can't. Uh, I mean, we're so blessed to have him as part of our setup and being used so well. And he's making the players around him better. Tejan Buchanan had perhaps his best game as a Canadian international yeah, tonight. Yeah, I think so too. And he's some good games really good games. He was brilliant. Panama didn't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. And even John David, who who spluttered for much of this campaign, was good today. Having a partner up top in Alfonso, who now, by the way, is a center forward, by the way. Um, how he got his goal and you saw the celebration from his teammates. They knew, they knew how, how much he needed that goal and
0: how good he actually is. And we saw that tonight. So how much it, it meant to him, for sure. And you could also see there was a a great exchange between Alfonso and Jonathan David in the first half, where Jonathan David passed the ball that nine times out of ten he's shooting, and as we've seen for Lille in Ligue 1, nine times out of ten he's scoring. At least after the first four months of his time in France, he's scoring that shot, and he didn't take it. And Fonzi, it seemed as though from our vantage point that he was berating David. He was uh, Fonzi yeah. was certainly upset and and yelling at someone, and it looked as though it was David. And the next chance. David had, he just hesitated a bit too long and he leaned back on his left foot and he curled it wide. And the first person over to him to tell him to keep his head up and put his arm around him was Alfonso, And leader on the pitch. Leader, yeah. Absolutely. And you talk about him being on the field, celebrating with the fans 30 minutes after. I think that's incredible. Also, whatever the skirmish was with the Panamanians who didn't leave the field as Canada was clapping off the supporters there in the South End, a full Voyager section, jam-packed with people who made a, a long trek to get here. I sure hope those people that flew from Victoria or took the train from Windsor and Ottawa, Montreal, I saw that all over Twitter. I hope very few of those people were outside and, and whatever the mess was um, coming through that they, they were able to, to see and partake of that. But Fonzie took a Canadian flag and went to all the fans on the other side like a I don't know how to how to describe it, but he was I've never seen a, a soccer player do that. It seemed like something from an American college football game or <laughs> or a CFL game.
1: He's made us all college football fans, hasn't he? <laughs> really? But he, he's even holding, holding back Rishi Larrea when, when the whole nonsense kicked off at the end there. You know, Rishi Larrea, you know, my, my my favorite player in the world, w- w- would have killed someone. I'm pretty sure he would have killed a Panamanian tonight. He would have. And Fonzie was holding. So Fonzie, added to his resume. He has prevented a TFC legend,
0: a Canadian international from going to prison for life. He's done that now as well. Um, he he's saved you sports. He's made us all OUA and CIS fans. Yeah, I have to say, you know,
1: we were talking to Stevie Caldwell for the show, um, and he was really getting kind of perturbed about the, the behavior post match and even during the match with the whole Daniel Henry incident on the sidelines, right? And how you know he's saying, "Why are they doing this? You don't need to play their game, right?" And he makes complete sense. But I kind of enjoyed it myself. I did too. I liked it because it showed the Canada can do different ways. Right. They can get edgy under your skin. They're not going to back down. Um Panama, by the way, should be embarrassed for not leaving the field post match. I don't know what was said, what happened there, but it didn't need a kickoff. Um it concerns concerns me a little bit now going to Panama when that fixture happened because leg. they're waiting for us. They are waiting for us. Not just the team but the fans as well. That's going to be a cauldron and that could be another, you know, big moment for for this current team you know how they adapt on the road in in that kind of environment so far they're pretty good in the road in fairness but Mm -hmm. um that will be interesting
0: the importance of the fixture list though right and you look at how canada structured it with the home matches and looking to take an advantage over costa rica and mexico which is the next two in the next window november 12th costa rica and then four days later they've got mexico if you think I know the schedule, I'm actually looking at it on the giant board over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Commonwealth Stadium, right Edmonton well. AB. It's right here. In uh, as well. you're out. I'm a hard worker. I'm looking at the farther <laughs> monitor. Also, one that I knew you couldn't see. So I was, I was trying to get away with it. Is it empty now? This it was the Hyper Bowl. Good. I
1: think it's empty now.
0: The stadium has officially emptied, it seems like. We're uh, yep, nearing an hour after the final whistle. The lomos um, are out. The lomos are out. The <laughs> are out. I'm not talking about the subs, about the actual lawnmowers are actually out. It was it was pretty it was pretty loud for for quite a while and as you say Fonzie came out to take photos and they were there were several Canadian teammates flying Canadian flags uh, the fans that were in here like really did get their money's worth and got their time worth they did whether they were here for ninety minutes of it or not I think they <laughs> can we're all 20. say that Have you ever showed up late to a game and, and were you rewarded? Uh, good question. Um, I'm usually really early for games. You're game really likely. early. Yeah, but yeah. You usually have like eight jobs to do or something. That's probably why. I
1: remember I was almost like me, KJ, Christian, Jack, and Joe Ross. Okay, we were in England. Uh, went to see. Actually, went to see uh, West Ham play. See, it's funny. I forget who they were playing now. We saw Fulham play and West Ham play, and went to Barcelona too. But the reason I forget this particular day was because um, we went we were for drunk. Dinner. Well, I, I I had a couple of beers. I wasn't drunk though, but I had this enormous burger before the match. Like it was beyond. It's as big as your laptop. Okay. Right. And, and I, was, I had such a food coma. I struggled to my seat and I don't remember a damn thing about the game. I wasn't <laughs> late though, I don't think, but I was just so full. Um, anyway, so no, generally speaking, I'm really early to games. I like to settle down and take in the, uh, the atmosphere.
0: What about you? One game here. Uh, it was the East Final of the CFL in the playoffs to get to the Grey Cup, which was in Ottawa, I think, uh, but Toronto was hosting <laughs> Saskatchewan. Who's a big rival, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, always expected to be in the Grey Cup. And we showed up at the start of the fourth quarter, <laughs> which I know you think is very on brand for me, but it was the day of the Santa Claus parade. And we had had our engagement party the night before, which you came to and you ate $300 worth mm-hmm. of sushi. I did. It's was right? very good sushi. Uh, I made the mistake of thinking, oh, well, we can just, you know, commute around game time. It's I know it's going to be a popular game, but... We'll, we'll find a way to get down there. Uh, but by commute, I drove like an idiot, forgetting the Santa Claus Parade that shut down the entire city. <laughs> so we should have been here for midway through the first quarter, but we ended up at the the start of the fourth quarter, which the Argonauts won. So I put it down to, that was a good fourth experience.
1: You know, quite frankly, you know, if you get to avoid three quarters of four if CFL, a CFL game, you're doing all right. Because <laughs> pretty boring. Um, I used to actually, I used to live around the corner from Maple Leaf Gardens back in the 90s. Early 90s and we used to go up there between the second and third periods and get like five buck tickets so you get in there for like the last period and watch the Leafs wow and for five bucks it's like amazing why not also for concerts in the 1930s too. 1930s yes yes Hap Day I saw Hap Day at his best I think Hap Day was in the 30s wasn't he it live Charlie Conker in the memory of your memory yes yes Turk Broder with a standout and I know Turk Broder's uh, grandson by the way so he, he. used to work with us yep. Yeah, yep. yeah Chad Walker Brilliant guy. Great producer too. Yeah, anyway, we get distracted. But it was a fun night tonight. I really enjoyed it. Was, it. Yeah. Uh, the press box had a bit of energy to it, which is not often you can say that.
0: Yeah, there were people clapping and cheering and banging tables. But they, um, they but they they forgave us. They did forgave us, yeah. Cause well, we were two of them also. Yeah, that's so the point. Right. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably enough hyperbole for one night. That's something as in you want to wind down the podcast? Yeah, yeah unless this you want to go somewhere else. Hyperbole edition uh up to the pub would be great i can't do the pub. Tonight, oh no, no. I've, you, got, I've got got suburbanite i know well,
1: No, it's not that i've got just dead early uh, things tomorrow morning like
0: oh. tv stuff which oh I yeah. know
1: i can't do it yeah. i'm on bt with sid
0: tomorrow mm-hmm. at six thirty, so i just had to get a good night's sleep i love how you you didn't want to get into it because you didn't want to you know remind me of tv stuff i know <laughs> what <laughs> that's all about Oh, sleep what? for your skin if it makes you feel better i'm not getting paid for it so that, that makes me feel a little bit better. Okay, as long as Sid lets you talk about the pies without expecting you to donate free pies. Because it is a business. Act it, is, right? it is,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, I, I always he find a expect. way
0: to meander a pie comment into my
1: answers. Every answer. Right. And then, uh, hey, too bad. It's live TV. <laughs> this is a soccer <laughs> yeah. chat, though. So there will yes. be
0: Fonzie highlights. That uh, goal will we'll be imagine we'll talk about that goal. Yes, I
1: would think so. I would think so. Um, we'll get Sid, by the way. He wants to come on the podcast. Very soon we so we'll happen. get in there when
0: Ronaldo does something you know really special, like a hat trick against so, Luxembourg. So and why he, is he and playing that? against Luxembourg?
1: Like Stats? if you are only done a soul show, you're saying for Christ's sakes Cristiano, you've
0: got enough goals. No one's going to catch you for a long time. I'm sure it's the same thing. Nagelsmann was texting his buddies. <laughs> why is why is Fandi no, no, still no, out no, no, there? You saying the voice that you were yeah. using during the during the game. Same. I, I heard Nagelsmann speak once, and I just feel as though I like I have an impression of him. But it's a it's a workshop, it's a work in progress. Okay, so you know there yet? I'm not I'm not there yet. How long? I'm like there. next podcast next week maybe? Yeah, or, or next Amsterdam. Yeah, we'll, okay. We'll find a we'll find a way to get my Julian Nagelsmann impression. <laughs> it's
1: amazing. All right. Well, listen, we're going to be back uh, next week, in some form, I imagine. Hopefully in person. Hopefully back at the garage.
0: The garage would be nice.
1: Or. Hyperbols again. That was great. Really enjoyed that.
0: I'm sure they'd have us again. I'm yes, sure they would. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Well, thanks for, for joining us on a pretty special night for all things Canadian football. The day that Alfonso Davis officially arrived in mainstream Canada. That's what I'm saying. And it's the last bit of Hyper Bowl for the evening. Good night.
0: You've been listening to Footy Prime, the podcast brought to you by DAZN, your sport when and where you want it. Dazone. Game changed.